Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. What a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Man, you know what's weird? In the t- all the time that I've known you, yeah. more than a decade that I've known you, <laughs> has it been more than a decade? Around a decade, right? Uh, yeah, it would have been. It would be pretty. We'd be coming up on a decade. Yeah. Whenever you know, fucking um, uh, spring awakening was. Yeah. My point is, I've never had you. I don't think I've ever heard you have hiccups. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, because and your hiccups are relatively interesting. They're not the <laughs> typical hiccup. My hiccups are they're aggressive. A problem. A <laughs> <laughs> punch a baby. Like <laughs> they're a problem in your life, or they're a problem right now. They're a problem in my life. Why? Well, um, what's what's, what's, what's at, at least for for the last uh, year or so? Uh-huh. I've I've noticed that every time I get a bout of hiccups. It lasts a really long fucking time. That is like this quite bu- sad, actually. This bout of hiccup started uh, uh, two days ago. Uh, are you fucking kidding and me? it's been on and off, yeah. But so it's like, um, it's, this is not the worst. The worst it's ever been was t- like uh, two days straight. This has been two days on and off. So it'll be like, it'll be on for like an hour. It'll be off for like two hours. It'll be back again for another oh, hour. dude. And yeah, I don't know why they're so like violent. Yeah. Like, they they're, cause, they're, that's why I'm like, wow, I'm, that's why I know I've never heard you have hiccups because I would have noticed yeah, and it, how intense uh, they are. And like because of how intense they are, like I get physically tired from it. Yeah, it seems like, like it, dude. My head hurts. My chest feels tight. Like, oh man. Yeah. And I asked if you wanted to to like wait for them to pass, but I nope, it's I, not gonna you happen. You can't. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. Well, it's geez. just gonna be by luck. Like um, different things work. Sometimes, like the scaring thing, doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, Does that really work for anyone? I feel like that's a myth. Maybe <laughs> it probably worked once on somebody, but like I, I, I do like the drinking water while tur- upside turning down. your head upside down yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I do the handstand thing. I do the deep breathing thing, and it's kind of a toss up. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, Have you tried any of them recently? Yes. I mean, like for this current bout. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, man, you poor thing. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'll do the upside down water thing right uh, now. Take a photo of that. See how that goes. But um, yeah, it always ends up going up my nose. Oh no! It, it looks like you're cuddling, like you're, you're drinking in a fetal position. It looks like I'm trying to suck my own dick. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> check, check it out on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, that didn't work. Um, uh, give, give it a sec. Hopefully, like I remember. When I was younger, um, yeah. someone taught me this cure that is basically like you have to distract um, the hiccupper with a random question that is going to require some thought, not deep thought, right. just like a different thought. 
entirely. A different, yeah, this sounds even more apocryphal. Like, I definitely don't think this is going to work. It feels, it, it definitely feels very, like, wives tale but yeah. it kind of, it worked. Okay. But the person also told me that once you know about the cure, it doesn't work anymore because you you're can't, expecting you, you, it. You, you can't expect to be asked. Okay, well, yeah. hopefully just doing a podcast then Maybe. functions the same way. Maybe. It's already yeah. stopped for a bit. Yeah, a little bit. I noticed that. Um, um, but yeah, my, my friend, like he, one day he just randomly asked me when I was having hiccups, like, what's the color of brinjal? And like, I gave it like half a second. And I was like, purple, why? And then he just like left. He just left it. Like he just, okay, he, just well. he just left. Yeah, no, he, he just okay, walked cool. away. Then he was just like, okay, cool. And he texted you be like, hiccups are gone? <laughs> no, he, he told me like, like a few minutes later, like, did you notice that your hiccups are gone? I'm like, what? But, I would but, say eggplants are purple and brinjal are, is violet. Does that seem, does that seem right? I'm not. I, I don't have a deep enough understanding of color to be able to tell the differences between purple, well, indigo, guess, violet. I guess, but I guess also we're talking about like um, what you call Italian, egg, like the eggplant you would get in eggplant parm. That's purple. Yeah. And then like the Japanese eggplant or the Asian eggplant is like the more dark purple ones. Is that what violet is? A darker purple? No, I feel like a violet is redder, and purple is bluer. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, you notice violet is something that I think that was present a lot when I was a kid because of crayons. Right. But that's not a color you hear about very often, right? It's always just purple, isn't it? In the rainbow, in, in indigo violet. In the, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But other than that, purple's not in a rainbow. It's not. That's racist. It's too close to per. It's too close to blue. Indigo. Roygebiv. Indigo violet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Roy-ge- Indigo's a color I don't really understand either. I mean, um, I guess it's in between blue and violet. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't like, like point it out to you if you told me like. Are your walls indigo? No, no, <laughs> no. that's just blue, right? No, this is uh, this. The, my walls are closer to turquoise, I would think. Right. So I don't know the other side of the rainbow spectrum. I don't. I used to know these things when I was like more into art and like buying paint right. supplies and things like. Yeah. But that's like. A decade removed from my life right uh, now, so yeah, couldn't tell. You. I couldn't know. Uh, yeah, if my life depended, I couldn't really describe what the fuck indigo is. Couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Let me, yeah. let me Google it. Indigo. I I am curious about like one day like jumping back into visual art though, just because like that feels like something that is not as age determinant. You talking about like specifically painting? Yeah, whatever. Like visual art kind of things. Like right. just try see if I can be one of those people. <laughs> What the fuck? I just Googled indigo color, and I swear to God, it, look at all these different shades that are coming up on Google image. Right. Some are purple, some are blue. This is stupid. Indigo is a dumb color. It also could be that the iPhone is, 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 uh, is like, warping the color. Like, it, you know how Samsung's, like... Yeah, but they're, like, all different colors is my point. Right. It's, like, how, like, everything on Samsung is, like, very saturated. I didn't know that. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh. Like, if someone sends you a picture taken on a Samsung and you receive it on your iPhone, like, It'll it's going to look a little dull. bit more... Yeah, it'll look a lot duller than it does on the Samsung. Yeah, that's why us photographers, we do this thing called color correction on our monitors. But it doesn't matter because everything's everything where people see our photos is all different. <laughs> so it's like, why even try? Does that frustrate you very deeply? No, nah, nah, I've learned to like just relax about it, which is actually kind of <laughs> cool. Like, this looks good to me, I guess. Yeah. No, but it's, it's also because like lots of people are editing their photos on their phone nowadays. Yeah, true. Like they're editing the raw files on their phone with all these crazy ass apps. Which that is can wild to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, okay, it's, it's like... Like, I don't really see the point of being too snobbish about it. Like, the big the big debate right now is, like, between Photoshop and Canva. 
there's a debate about that. People are debating that. Yeah. Aren't they like completely different things? It's okay. I, I say debate. I say but... debate. It's more of like a like a artistic turf war of sorts, right. where like the OGs are like Photoshop. If you don't know Photoshop, Photoshop you're not a real designer. Yeah. If you don't know if you don't know how to use Photoshop, you're not a real graphic designer or whatever. Meanwhile, there's tons of people picking up graphic design with an app called Canva. Have yeah, you Canva's heard of it? Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's basically a simplified version of Photoshop. Um, it's but it's specifically for making like you wouldn't like do retouching on Canva. It's just for making posters and flyers and those kinds of things, right? I think you can edit pictures on it too. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. My, all my exposure with it has been like designing posters and right. stuff like that. Yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff on it, but it's it's pretty much like a simplified version. Uh, I'm not sure what the payment model is. It's a, is it? I'm pretty sure it's free. It, there's a free version, but there's also a paid it's probably, version. It's like a freemium. Kind I'm of just situation. not sure if it's like free. Like, a, like I'm not sure if it's like a one-time purchase or if it's like a monthly subscription thing. But yeah, I, I do know. know that Adobe works that way. Oh, now Adobe's monthly, yeah. With the Creative Cloud, which I hate. Yeah. Like, when did that become a thing? It's. I feel like that's the model for a lot of these apps nowadays. Yeah. It's very much like you pay monthly. Like. And I don't know. Is it's, it because I, they figured out that like the people were making a lot more money than they paid for with it? I think they're <laughs> battling piracy. At the part, I think it's b- multiple things probably. Right. But I kind of just have my subscription. I just don't think about it. I mean, I just literally need it. Right. So it's kind yeah. of a pain, but it is what it is. Yeah. But you can find tons of like designer-specific meme pages yeah. that shit on Canva all the time. <laughs> and um, it's it, one of those things where it's like it's you know it's enabling it for the masses. So the yeah. people who are like yeah. professionals are like, oh no, they're encroaching on my turf, which is totally normal. It's normal, I guess. But it's also like, wouldn't don't you want is an art for everybody? You fucking hypocrite. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to the 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 invisible person. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's funny though because like okay, so Otters United, uh, please check us out. We have a show coming up. Yeah. And uh, our first one, we paid a graphic designer to make, uh-huh. and then and then uh, Rachel, my girlfriend, was like, I can do better on Canva, and she just came. I'm like, it, you know, what? it just looks better. Yes. Yeah. So. We're just taking money that's out of that pro- person's yeah, pocket. That's probably a big reason why. It's like lowering the bar for yeah. graphic design, poster design. It's the same thing for photographers who are like, oh, everyone's got a fucking camera phone. Everyone thinks they're a photographer. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. Got to roll with the punches. Right. I think Canva's pretty good. I never really used it, but right. I've seen the results. It looks I guess that's why like, it's, it's, so, it's so much more important nowadays to have like, that creative hook as well. Yeah. Like what makes your photo special? What makes your poster special? Yeah, what you makes your illustrations POV. special? Yeah. Like, it's got to be, like, an identifiable kind, or at least, like, something hooky to kind of draw people in. Yep. Or be like me and have, like, four jobs. That works, too. Eh, I work. <laughs> so, a little money. welcome back, John. Hey, hi, hi. Oh, welcome. we're in the physical space. Yes, welcome back. If you can't tell, um, by our um, uh, uh, faster paced, <laughs> faster paced <laughs> banter, our overlapping steamrolling, <laughs> that damn. we are back in the same space again. Uh and you are you are you you just finished a little bout with COVID, yeah, just like you finished your bout with hiccups. Have you noticed? Oh yeah, yeah. wow, um, magic! I really hope it doesn't come back before the episode ends, dude. If my COVID comes back before the episode <laughs> ends, that's just gonna be that's just super bad luck. Unfortunate, really. Uh, um, uh, I also have never had hiccups on stage, which is a weird kind of like that's lucky. No, but I just don't think it's possible it's because where your brain is or what you're doing. Yeah, I don't like because I the. Have you read Hiccups while you exercised? Yes. Maybe it's about like, okay, I was like, maybe physical engagement. It's more so just like a little bit strange because like if you try to Google like what causes hiccups, how mm-hmm. to prevent hiccups, like no one can. No give, one understands it. Yeah. I don't think anyone understands hiccups or yawns, which is kind of fucking crazy. 
considering that humans have been hiccuping and yawning for forever. I think yawns, they're a little bit closer to some kind of an explanation, no? Like, yawns are basically, like, when you're not taking enough air in. You just need, like, a big bunch of air. Yeah. Yeah. However, they don't understand why, like, when someone else yawns, you have... The you're contagious co- You're yawn. compelled yeah. to yawn, although they have explained it in a we're way just, where we're it's We're just like, talking about it. I'm already yawning. <laughs> the, it's fucking weird. <laughs> they, they have explained it in a way as, like, a form of, like, human empathy. Yeah. Where, like, it's, cool. it's a subconscious empathy that you feel for somebody, and then you see them yawn, you yawn back. Um... It's like a weird lizard brain thing, maybe. Yeah. But at least that one has some explanations yeah. that seem somewhat logical. But, okay, oh yeah. Hiccup, yawns, and dreams. The fact that we don't know exactly what the fuck they are is just mad. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Huh. The hiccup thing bothers me the most because it's like, really? Like, no one's figured out, like, why these convulsions happen? <laughs> also, is this true that people don't know why we hiccup? Is I'm just assuming that, actually. They don't, they don't. No, they no, don't, right? I, okay. You I've, would know. I've you looked would it up. Know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've looked it up several times. There is no concrete explanation. That's weird. They just describe what is physiologically happening. It's like your pyloric sphincter. Yeah, but the same way how, like, you know, there just is no cure for hiccups. Yeah. There's, like, a thousand, but none of them are, like, the cure. The cure. The same way how, like, you know, if you have a cough, there is a cure. Yeah. Um, but stop having COVID. <laughs> Honestly, that's the one. Th- so, so I guess COVID update for me, real quick. Yes. So I feel mostly totally fine. Uh, the big lingering things that has me worried that I have long COVID mm. is that I get tired super fast. Mm. Like I'll go for a walk, my heart rate heart rate will skyrocket, and yeah. then I'll need to hibernate. Like after that, I just need a nap. That's probably that like a. Sh- and and I don't know. I mean, yeah. none of us are doctors here, but like, let me just go on a little bit of a hypothetical soapbox. Need n- n- MD. Yes. Like, because when we got the vaccine, right? Yep. We were essentially getting like mini COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I got the vaccine and I fell sick after the vaccine, I was super just tired, tired yeah. for like, even after the, even after the days that I felt sick, I still felt like a little tired. I felt my heart rate going up yeah, a little yeah, faster yeah. when I walked up the stairs or ran yep, around. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but it, didn't last past like one Four or days? two weeks. No, that was it. That long for you? I don't remember. Yeah, but no, I remember for yours. Yours was pretty long. Yeah, actually, the, the I just re- I just thing. remember that like I noticed <clears throat> my 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 heart and my breath like affected right after the vaccine. Right. But you know now a few months removed. I don't know when it stopped, but I'm fine now. Yeah. But you know it's probably just like a temporary thing since you got the real deal. It's got to be t- hopefully. So let's, let me see. So I f- I got my first symptoms. Uh, yeah, about seventeen days ago. Like I almost got at the beginning of the month. So mm-hmm. I'll keep an eye on it. And it's getting a little bit better, but it's very frustrating. The one thing I did not expect, and this is I don't think this is COVID related so much as it is like being locked in a room for twelve days related. Right. Dude, like when I first went for a walk, my foot felt like it like had. Like if I think I had like tendonitis, right? Like I could, there was my foot was in such pain. Oh god! Like I had to stretch it. I had to stretch my calves. Yeah. It was, and then what's worse that it alternates. Like day one, my right foot was killing me. My left foot was fine. <laughs> Second day, I guess I compensated. My left foot was killing me. My right foot was fine. And like literally, I could not put weight on my fucking feet. It sucked. Wow. And I think it's just because I haven't walked in twelve days. <laughs> yeah, I think just like being in like this state of constant stasis and just like lying on your down, bed, sitting, sitting down. on a chair, yes. probably did that a lot. Yeah, it's like my muscles atrophied or something. How's uh, how's your girlfriend? Is she also? She's totally fine. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I think she had the of the three of us in the house that got it. She had seemed to have got it like the like the least. Right. She was like the least affected. We're both kind of like depressed though, which is funny. Which I've heard read different things that like it's an actual symptom versus like you know all the <laughs> things we went through being locked in and all right. the stress and stuff. But yeah, one of the symptoms of COVID is depression. Yes, <laughs> I honestly, I feel like it's not a medical uh, side effect. But 
de- almost definitely a psychological one. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I there's not there's no like direct correlation. Like the virus doesn't infect your brain of depression. I don't know. But it's, I think it's more so the fact that ever since COVID started, there is a lot of stigma put upon people with COVID. There's a lot of like general negativity put on the illness itself. So when you get it, you kind of force yeah. all those negative thoughts I don't know, upon yourself. Maybe, 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 maybe. I'm sure that's a big part of it. But I yeah. also feel because of my experience with depression, I do kind of feel a psych chemically thing where it's like I I know the reasons for depression. I know my brain's making up reasons, but I know that also like I'm not sleeping well. I'm right. not my appetite's uh, like I'm getting all the physiological things that come with depression too. Right. But I'm feeling a little bit better day by day. Also, everyone who sent me a message on Instagram, thank you so much. That also brightened up my day. Thank yeah. you so much for checking in, saying hi. Uh so yeah. So fuck, you got hiccups. I I had COVID. It's just we're just our bodies are going through it right now, man. The weirdest thing is that at least to my memory, you are the only person I know that has gotten COVID. Well, I mean, like you're the only person that I've met in person. Yes, not from that, America <laughs> that has COVID. Like, which is strange because yeah. you'd think, like, by now you'd know at least like ten people that have gotten it. Because it's still, I mean, the numbers are still relative. I mean, in a country, a population of what? How many do you think we're at? Seven billion? Seven million? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's I, the Earth. I think Sorry. it's closer to. Five? five like the high fives or six yeah. or something. I mean we're still only getting two thousand people per day. That's a very low percentage. Right. I'm just very lucky, I guess. I, the odds of getting COVID two thousand people per day in a very densely populated country sounds like a lot. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like what that, percentage is that's less than one percent, right? Uh yes. But not just per day, but like even total number of people who have COVID or yeah. have had COVID in Singapore. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just surprised that I personally don't know anybody that's gotten it until like you did. Hmm. Like that's that's funny. When I got it, I then first of all, I think I gave it to two people, so that that doesn't really count. But I also heard more, more people getting it. Like basically, this past two weeks, I've heard more and more people getting it. Yeah, maybe people just don't tell you, <laughs> or maybe it's just a social circle thing. Like yeah, once maybe. someone in your social circle gets it, then everyone does. it just kind of yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah it makes sense. Yeah, COVID. I do not recommend. But how many days removed are you from your freedom right now? Uh, was it about a week actually? Oh, it's uh, been five a week. days. Five days. Oh, five days. And like, does the world look different? It, does d- it dude, seem it, a bit brighter. It legitimately does. How so? As in, like, I go, I went to my local mall, and I'm like, these are there are new stores here. Oh. <laughs> I met with friends, and I'm like, your hair looks different. <laughs> it's like when you go on vacation and you come back, pretty and much. Like, there's like a new building in your neighborhood. Yeah, because yeah, it's COVID <laughs> plus the time I spent in rehearsal. Because when I was rehearsing for a fucking complete works, I was like. In that world, twenty four seven, nonstop. So it's been like mm. a month since, basically since I've been a part of the world. Mm. Uh, Is that still happening? Yeah. By the way, yeah, it's still happening. The show's still going on. Cool. I'm uh, I'm observing a show tonight. In fact, I have to as part of my gig. Then I have rehearsals tomorrow. Cool. See if I can survive. But yeah, it's going well. And Irwin st- stays strong, and which I'm kind of happy about because shit, man. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, going for a walk is pretty tough. I think doing a show that physical twice in one night might kill me. So right. stay strong, Irwin. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, what I'm saying. So, so, oh, so you're his swing. I'm his swing, yeah. Right, so it's maybe, weird because we're very different. Yeah. <laughs> Not one single of his costumes fit me, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long COVID, is, that's how they get you. Dude, I'm scared of long COVID. I'm not going to lie. But uh, hopefully I'll recover. Like, wasn't, it, wasn't there a UFC guy, who, like one of those Chechen dudes who's like a freaking monster? I'm that. Is that his name? Hamza, what's his name? Yeah, he was like, a year ago he got COVID and he's like, I retire. No, but that's different. That's because he was like way too garang. Like he got COVID and he was like, it's just COVID. I can still train. Oh. And I can still push myself to the limit. Was he vaccinated? Do you know? 
I don't know. I'm um, but he, yeah, like his was a different case. He did not rest when he got COVID. Yeah, was he silly. was like, I'm still going to train. I'm still going to smash. And he got worse and worse. And then eventually he, he got in such a bad mental state that he was like, I'm going to quit. Um, but thankfully, back. thankfully he didn't quit. Yeah, because he's great. He is he's killing it. He he's is, a monster. He is scary. He's a scary, scary man. Um, anyway, but that's how I, that, but he, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, oh my God, am I ever going to be normal again? Eh. I'm not in the best shape too. Like the fact, the idea of going back to a boxing class is like, oh god, that's. I wouldn't so scary. worry too much about it, just because it's like it's not like it's some niche illness that. Sure, like, sure, sure. It's, it's We're such figuring a, it out. Yeah, it's such a huge thing that like no matter. I, I feel I, this might be an assumption, but I feel like whatever is going to happen with your COVID post the illness. Yeah. Is going to be figured out by some people somewhere. Yeah, you know, well, fingers crossed. Like I doubt it's going to be a um a, a long running problem. Yeah, even even with the vaccine. Say for example, if the vaccine does eventually like fuck us up as a human race, <laughs> like someone is going to figure out how to fix it because it's it yeah, affects trust. so many people. Yeah, trust. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm also pretty lucky. Like um, what about which call? I got I was fully vaccinated in August, so like getting it in October is like that's like peak right. effectiveness of the vaccine. So mm. we'll see. Are you gonna get a booster shot, or do you I, not need yeah, to? Yeah, man. If I ha- if I if I if I can, I will. But do you, I thought they said something like if you've had COVID before, you don't need to get a third shot or something. Yeah, like that. I'm not sure. I, I know that for 270 days or whatever, I like am like super immune, at least in the eyes of the government. Like I don't have to take any R tests or whatever. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I just want to maximize because, like, I mean, breakthrough infections are a thing. I would not want to get it a second time. Fuck that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if I'm eligible for a booster, I would get one. Cool. You, yeah, well, would you well get one? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I'm eligible for one at the moment, but I don't mind. You're over thirty, like, isn't it? Isn't it a thing? Like over thirty? I have no idea. Mm. It's it's more so like I I have two. I stop it too. Like I mean, fuck it. Just at take this it. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's, a, it's like a flu shot, right? Just get fucking yeah. Get yeah. get one every year. Yeah. Um. But things are definitely changing. Like the government's general stance on how they're dealing with it is definitely changing. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if Five you know this, but like if if restaurants, for example, say that you went to a restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, and you got COVID, for example, yeah. at this restaurant, or you tested positive for COVID the next day, um, the restaurant is not obliged to tell any of the customers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're not obliged to 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 do the whole like you know we had a case and blah blah blah. Please quarantine. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're not required to do any of that. They just have to sanitize the place before the next batch of customers. Fair come enough. In. So I mean that alone is kind of like a huge sign of yeah yeah, yeah. things. Honestly, the biggest changing. one is like VTLs to India and Indonesia. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty intense. Although I'm not too sure how the the, the vaccinated travel lane to Malaysia is going to work at the moment mm. because they did say they're going to only open up KL. Although that. It's not, they're sounding like they're opening up a land one pretty soon too. Like in other words, JB is going to open. Yeah, up. like why not just open up the border to drive there? Because when you're driving there, you're already socially distanced in your car. That's a good point. Rather than like you know, KL being the only entry and exit point by plane, and you're encasing everybody in these metal tubes, just hurting people into yeah, and also putting them in one airport and potentially making KL the next epicenter. Um, I don't know. I think nothing makes sense. I I feel like I'm now that I had I had I'm done with my COVID. I feel like I'm removed. Yeah. From like having a fucking fear and care. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, 
Yeah, you don't have that same paranoia anymore. Yeah, I'm a little bit more relaxed, I guess. That must which be is stupid. That no, no, like that must be quite liberating. Yeah, but it's not like I can't. It's not like I can get. I cannot get it. I can still get it. You're just <laughs> less. But also, you you can still get it, but you're less likely to get it. And yep. also, you've already had it, so it's like it's not as scary. Like yeah, I the guess monster so. is no longer unknown. Yeah, I've got vaccine plus. I have it, so it's like. Yeah. You, yeah, you faced it. Like, I'm still living in, like, paranoia land. Like, whenever I meet new people or if I'm in, like, a like a more busier social situation, You're just like, I'm testing immediately once I get home. I'm going straight to my room, not going to anybody else's room, not saying hi to anybody in the house. I just go to my room, take the test, and then if I'm negative, I come back out. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think it works that way, but, but I mean, it's fair. It's, I know it doesn't. I but know like... It, you, whatever makes you like feel Yeah, good, whatever okay. makes me feel better because in the back of my mind, I know that I can test negative one day and test positive the next day. Yeah, and not no only changes. that, but like, if you're exposed to it, you're not going to test positive right away. It'll take at least three, two or three days. Yeah. At least. And then for me, okay, let's assume that I got it where I got it, where I think I got it from. It took me, it was literally 14 days. Like the, I pushed the maximum of like the incubation period. But who knows? I mean, yeah. like, I, I feel tested, like you caught it somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's enough. Well, I mean, I tested fucking, positive on day 14, but yeah. I could have been. Yeah. Te- yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's enough COVID talk. No more now. COVID talk. No more COVID talk un- until I, I guess I get it. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll bring it back. John has COVID. Nathan has COVID. Yeah. Episode 1 XXX. Um, I watched Eternals. You watched the turtles? I, I, I watched Eternals. Oh, you watched Eternals. <laughs> yeah, I bought a turtle. Uh, no, I watched Eternals. Like, uh, yeah. After getting freedom, uh, you know it's 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 fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's as a movie, it's fine. Yeah, but I swear to God, maybe it is the theater I go to. Everything seemed dark. Did it seem dark? Did the movie seem dark? Um, like the night scenes, like I can't see shit, and there's no contrast. I don't remember it being dark, but I do remember feeling like oh, like Marvel's going back to their whole gray look. <laughs> Yeah, it looked dark. Like they're going back to their whole like this looks like footage before it was color corrected kind of look. <laughs> you know when it's just it just looks like there's like a like a gray film on top of everything. Yeah. Um but you know, it was it was a fine piece of content. I wouldn't say it changed my life or anything. Fine. Like I definitely got the sense that there were things and symbolisms in there that were probably much deeper um, uh, and you have to take a second glance in there. But on first viewing, I didn't find it offensive. I thought it was a very well-told story. Um, But I I do remember telling you last week that it's not going to change your life or anything. It did not. It's it's just like a solid chapter or like a, you know, like a a decent Kind of like, I mean, I feel like when it comes to this kind of stuff, I have to like step outside the perspective of our timeline because I'm like, okay, I want to see what they have next in store. It's right. the same with Dune, right? I'm like, oh, that was great, but I can't wait to see for the next part. Right. Everyone's like, okay, they're a really cool addition to the universe and I just want to see where else comes up. I don't know why, but I just have this strange sense that we're like barely going to see any of them. I could see that happening too. Because it's like, I don't know if we're ever going to see any of them again. Like, can you imagine Angelina Jolie like in another MCU movie? Like, yeah. I yeah. liked her. She also surprisingly one of my favorite parts was Angelina Jolie in a supporting role. Yeah, I enjoyed that because I enjoyed how like they gave everybody like a decent amount of Quite screen cool, time. Yeah. Je- What's her name? Gemma Chan was the protagonist. Like yeah. she pushed the story and she had the most change. But yeah, yeah pretty equal, e- even handed. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so funny that I'm like, was Kumail just busy when they shot the finale? Yeah, that was a very strange choice. Like that it, was a strange choice where right before the final battle, he's literally like, yeah, nah. I see both sides. So. <laughs> I mean, there was something nice about it. Like, there's something that tickles my brain in a nice way. I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense that someone would feel this way. It but make, if, storytelling-wise, it just seems weird that he wouldn't, like, come back and, like, 
It makes sense that somebody would feel this way. It didn't make sense to me that Kumail's character felt that way. Yeah. Because out of all the Eternals, he's the one that benefits from Earth the most. He's mm. the one that like has the most like fruits from yeah. you know being amongst the people. Yeah. So like, why all of a sudden is he like completely like indifferent to yeah. their fate? Well, obviously, you know? obviously, also by the way, we're way in spoilers here. But if you listen to this, you would have watched it, or you're not going to watch it. Eternals, that is. Um, I also yeah. feel like this isn't really like a spoilery movie. Like, yeah, I wouldn't nothing. have cared just, if just someone, go. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, I like that the like, um, there's a whole. Sp- I mean, there's ten of them, so they. I mean, well, at that point, there were less yeah. spoilers. Um, but yeah, you have to have a different spectrum of how they feel about it because it is like that's their purpose. So it's like there's a full on Icarus side. He's like the rep, you know, he's like the Republicans, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, b- fully believing in God and no yeah. matter how bad he is. And there's a full on like lefty side. And then I like that there's a spectrum. Like, it's just I, I weird how it manifests that he's just like, I'm not going to show up. Bye. I, I would have believed more of like the Sprite character was just like, I'm not for this. Because yes. she, her She's character like, showed a bit more conflict. Mm. So it would have been more believable if she was just like, I can't make this decision. I love everyone here, but I also kind of dig Icarus. So I'm going to step back. As mm. opposed to being a traitor all of a sudden. But wasn't like, her thing like, I want to die because I'm a child forever. I don't know if she wanted to die. She just didn't she, like it. Yeah, she wanted to like uh, 2.0. Yeah. Or I guess it would be yeah, more yeah. than that. But, you know, if, if, if this, this, this to me felt very much like a... Almost like a Last Jedi kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself in the theater. I thought it was a good experience. But the moment I start to pick at it... That's when like the whole start it to show. pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah the moment I start to pick at like, you know, the different things that I... That, that kind of like pricked me up a little bit that's yeah, especially gonna... you because you're like you're not a big fan of like plot holes or things that don't make sense yeah like for me i was like when feastos was like in the ruins of hiroshima i'm like how the fuck oh no okay the one thing that bugs me is like what is their travel situation like are they just flying coach everywhere are they just like are they flying from place to place i assume portals <laughs> i'm assuming portals like i i don't give a fuck like i'm just assuming if you're in the mcu you can travel by portal. Yeah, yeah. I, I also i also don't give a fuck but it was yeah. like they are sure are going a lot of places <laughs> <laughs> just like Chicago, Alaska, yeah. North Dakota. Yeah. And that's just in America. Then they're like going to fucking the Amazon. I'm like, are they flying coach? Are they taking buses around? Yeah. Anyway. It was uh, also very distracting for um to, to, to see um Jon Snow and uh Cersei and his brother Rob Stark. Cersei, I love you, Cersei. Constantly yell Cersei, yeah. It's like they're just constantly like Cersei, Cersei, and it's like th- this is a bit distracting, <laughs> like just very like in, in the slightest way. It's yeah, just no, kind I of agree. like it's pulling me out of this movie ever so slightly. Do you think it would have been better or worse if they had a little wink at the camera moment? They did. Did they? When like Jon Snow and Rob Stark meet for the first time, like remember when they're on that street yeah. and then they kind of had like they didn't literally wink at the camera, but the cam- but like they held that frame for like a little bit too long. As you think if, so? As if almost to like let the audience kind of like get their giggles out to kind oh, of go. I like, didn't quite clock goo, it. Goo, goo, goo. I'd be funny if they were like, "Hey, bro." <laughs> <laughs> so you like Cersei, bro? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Kit Harrington had a very sh- small part. It was really much like we're going to give him his own movie or TV show or whatever. So let's kind of just yeah, put put him in there. Have Blade at the end. Do you think the MCU is ever going to reach similar heights? Like. There's a huge debate right now of like how the MCU should have ended with Endgame. Like, oh, a, I don't think so. A lot of people. I do think they are spreading themselves a little thin. That's what it feels like. Like, like as, you saw all the announcements, right? On the like for all the Disney. Oh, plus I'm shows. hyped for all of it. You know what? I'm most hyped for. I'm surprisingly fucking Moon Knight looks awesome. 
Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Oscar Isaac, I think, especially mm. after Dune. Like, his stock is very high with me. Right. Now, Oscar Isaac's, like, solid all around. But, but like, 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 as Bilbo put it, it feels like they're, like, butter spread over too much bread. You know what I mean? It's, like, a little thin. Right. So, we'll see. It just then, feels like there's a lot going on. Like, it yes. just feels like there's a lot going on and, and like, I don't know. dilutes it a little bit. Yeah. That's what I, it feels like. Like, but also, potentially, it could mean that what they're building up to is much bigger. Yeah. And, and, and it's I, going to require so much more context. And instead of just having, like, 30 heroes, uh, instead of just 30 heroes in Endgame, there's going to be, like, 100 by, like, the next, you Dude. know, Endgame 2. Dude, have you seen the most recent trailer for Spider-Man? The final trailer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's possibilities there. There's a lot happening. Um, and can, you, can you imagine if they just did, like... For whatever, well, I guess X Men One would have been the like the like what could con- you could conceive of? No, actually, no, that's not true. Anything that they've ever done could be conceivably come like, back in. Yeah, like you can have the shitty Captain America from the seventies or whatever the fuck. Lou it's, Ferrigno it's can just be the multiverse. Hulk. Everything's in, everything's possible. Like if they just did that, like that'd be fucking nuts. At what point though? Like, does it just become inaccessible? Mm. Because like, there's, I feel like there's gonna, especially because the MCU is more than a decade old at this point. Like, there's going to reach a point where, like, it's, it's going to be, like, that TV show that has, like, eight seasons and you can't be fucked to start, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, to be honest. I, I'm curious to see them try. Right. But you know what's interesting? And I don't know if we'll ever live... Like, what... Imagine a world after the MCU where someone takes what the MCU did and did it better. Right. Like, what could that be? And, like, how fucking crazy would that be? Probably... There probably won't be something like that in our lifetime. Uh, potentially the Game of Thrones reboot. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> like yeah, when they eventually finish it. But seriously, dude, I actually watched the Spider-Man trailer right before I came here. It is fucking hype. It looks crazy. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> I am very excited. I guess like the question that you're asking before is like, what's the next thing after this superhero? Because we we I I feel like um, eras right it goes through eras. Yeah, it goes through eras. Like, what was the 80s? The 80s was like James Bond. Right, yeah, it was like the era really. of spy actiony kind of things. Not, not really, no. Like the golden age of James Bond would have been Connery in the seventies, right? And then Brosnan came back in the twenties. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, that's why I, that's, I genuinely think this Marvel Cinematic Universe thing is like unique. It's like a unicorn. It's like the first of its kind. Nothing's. No one's come no, close I, to I replicating the, the, it. There have been phases though. Like I remember in early twenty, like late two thousands and and early twenty tens, mm. huge phase of disastery movies. And, yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. then before that, there was a huge phase of... Remember that really dark phase of parody movies that we had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like, Meet the Spartans but I guess, but, uh, but Scary you're, you're talking about, like, oh, that's the, the flavor of the year or the whatever, the season. Like of, like, the, of, like, the era. The, there were, like, several years where, like, these were seen as viable commercial projects. Right, and I'm saying the MCU supersedes that. That's, that's how crazy it is. Or I guess I think Disney. the MCU has just kind of, like, extended that that lifespan because yeah. of how much Maybe. thought they're putting so into it. So you're saying this is the era of superheroes? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the era of superheroes because look at every fucking streaming service. They have at least one superhero It's IP. the longest and the biggest, that's for sure, though. Yeah. You know, so... But, like, eventually we're going to hit, like, some kind of, like, tipping point where it's just going to become, like, you know, not interesting anymore. Well, I think... I think um, d- d- Kevin Feige, Marvel, Disney, whatever, in their wisdom are kind of like anticipating that and are kind of shifting away from it. That's why it's more just they're sh- they're trying out different genres. It seems like right because I mean you can even you can distill down the superhero movie to like you know action yeah movies basically. Now they're just trying to like 
basically do all kinds of genres. Yeah, they're trying, they're trying out horror. They're trying out family sitcoms, like which I think is quite smart. I'm very curious about what She-Hulk is going to be. I have no idea. Right? In it my looks, head, it's like Ali McBeal. It looks like a lawyer show. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, it's Even like the logo. It's like Ali McBeal, but she's green. Yeah. I really hope it's that. I whatever. And then there's like a little 3D GIF baby. Yeah, and then Kamala Khan <laughs> could be like a teen coming of age, uh, which Miss Marvel I meant could be a coming of age thing. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking is. forward to it. Like, just, just give it to me. Just give it to me. <laughs> Inject it straight in. I want it. Yes. It, it it also increases the possibility of like 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 these opportunities opening up one like one day to people of this region. Dude, did you see that Case U is fucking gonna be in Avatar? Oh, for real. Lim Case U is cast. Things I don't know. Avatar. As in, like the Last Airbender. Yeah. Or like Netf- first of all, Netflix. James Cameron. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. In case you were blue. <laughs> um. Is he Iro? Is he Iro? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking it up now because I wish I knew it better. But um, uh, they made a couple announcements today. One is Ken Leong, which you'll definitely know his face. Ken Jeong's brother? No. Uh, (laughs) He was in Lost, amongst a couple other things. Uh Um, But yeah, Case Yu, who I'm friends with on Facebook, whatever that means. Uh He got cast as uh, Gyatso. Gyatso? Do you know what that is? Gyatso? Yeah. He seems like kind of a big deal. God, people who are fans of Avatar are yelling at us right now. But yeah, apparently, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. A kind and caring heir nomad monk who is a guardian mentor and father figure to Avatar Ang, the main character. What? Yeah, and then uh, the Kim's Convenience, the titular oh, Kim, he's right. also cast in a role. That guy. Yeah, Ken Jeong. Awesome. But yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, the fact that you said that, yeah, like. I just want to audition for Hollywood stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Hey, man! Like yeah. the possibilities are out there, and yes. like the like to, to a certain extent, I do admit that like the while the opportunities are out there, sometimes they're very hard to come across. Yeah, because like a lot of times they they either hold closed auditions or they just reach out to the people that they know. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. very rare that you see like an open casting call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also, you know, not to discourage anybody, but usually when you see companies put up an open casting call it's less to get the cast it's more for publicity for the show yeah because like they're not gonna look through like they're not like five hundred thousand asian audition tapes that's why i'm trying to like yeah especially when i get over the or maybe this is the key to fighting through depression i need to get myself out there i'm gonna take a meeting with fly and figure out how i can get my face out there because uh yeah like kind of quietly almost like to my surprise i've been putting out a decent volume of work today like mm-hmm. this year in the past mm-hmm. year since covid basically started mm-hmm. i can put together a pretty good reel i think you get some heat going yeah i'm not too old it's oh fine. no not at all yeah. that's the that, i think that's one of the most that's beautiful that's yeah. one of the most beautiful things about like <clears throat> acting in general Espe- because like okay like when you are just like typically like good looking young or whatever mid 20s you know what I mean? yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of vibe sure you do get like the attention you do get like bigger quote unquote bigger roles but you, they're also like the dull roles yeah that is true like no hate on Gemma Chan like her role in Eternals was her role in Eternals but <laughs> yeah. it was a it was a very nothing role yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, similar yeah. to like the simulus of Shang-Chi it's a very nothing role it's usually like the side characters which is get... that's my niche anyway I yeah. like playing those side yeah, characters yeah yeah like the character actors get the most fun out of it and they get the most kind of like you know 
the, it, it just is a lot more magnetic, I, I feel. I agree, I agree with that. And those roles are rarely ever bound by age, race, true. like body type, anything. True. true, true, true. It's just that when they want the protagonist protagonist of like their whatever project TV you, show. You gotta film, look good in a poster. Yeah, they always kind of go well. for that. Like, And I'll put it plainly, someone that looks like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, chances are a lot of the roles that I get, and this is true, a lot of the roles that I do get offered are just so fucking boring. <laughs> They're just like... Oh, you're playing like the dashing boy next door, and like he's, uh, you know, he's a bit shy, but he has like a secret. It's like fucking. It's always like the yeah, same yeah, yeah. F- like handful of things. But that- it also is like everyone fills a niche because my thing is always like you're kind of play the goofy, uh, pert guy. That's my thing. Yeah, it is what it is, but it's fun. I love acting so much. Oh my god, I love it. I haven't done it in a very long time. I don't know if I can anymore. Uh, yeah. I don't think you ever could. <laughs> what a dick um yeah dude i honestly like i think it's just, i'm just getting a little cabin uh cabin sick of singapore yeah it's like i just want to go to la or new york take a bunch of classes meet with the agents, see what i can do i just miss acting yeah um do you foresee uh doing that in the next six months like just know. flying off i don't think it's possible like just between travel work and work commitments and all this shit it's just like hard like, can't you just clear time and do it? Like, I guess so. If it's if it's in advance enough, you might have to leave your girlfriend behind. But you yeah, know, because <laughs> she has like a full time job. Yeah, yeah, and like to to get offs for that can be a bit rough. But like, especially if it's for like you know a work trip, like, yeah, I think it's 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 very worthwhile yeah. to kind of just like like carve out like a month yeah and, and just... like this is very inside baseball and probably i'll talk to you this about this yeah. offline but like i think i need to like get get some ground here in singapore like kind of like i don't know i think i just need one kind of like breakthrough quote-unquote role here that i can really like point to and feel like i landed or kind of a thing like i've hovered around it but i just need a bigger role but there's just it's just hard like i feel a very specific yes niche. and no like it's just that when you say bigger role, like what's the definition of that? Like that's name, a good point, like I guess. name me one person in that's Singapore that has a big role in anything. Like no one, uh, yeah, yes and no. Like it's not necessary for sure. Yeah, but it's, it's just like it's, it's really not necessary. It's more like the uh, behind the scenes things. Like I need more people, bigger people here to know me here. Like and yeah, my, my I, mind is, I, need, I need to get into the, back into the good books with Fly. Is basically what I'm saying. I right. Think. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, but it's also like. You know, because say, for example, you do score like a lead in like a local sitcom or whatever, that just kind of puts you in the good graces of like the media court thing. Yeah, I guess But so. in I terms of like the larger world and how they see you, if anything, it's just going to be like, oh, he's probably busy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're in a, you're like in a nice sweet spot right now where you're creating your own content. You have things t- that could ostensibly get into a reel. Um, it, you also just have general bite-sized content that is much easier for people to consume as opposed to like, hey, I'm a star of this sitcom. That's like, fair. You know, that's is, fair. What does that mean? I'm just going to put more time down and doing that. But yeah. And also, I mean, uh, finally, the, the, the show that I shot in, was it, 2020? Yeah. Finally going to be releasing called Uncanny Valley, fucking indie TV show, which actually looks pretty good. Nice. That's definitely real material. But I think in general, and like, you know, it's just like fucking broken record at this point, <laughs> social media, man. Like social media. Uh, yes, true, true, true. Like... And I think social media right now is in this very it's it's in a nice spot where everything is kind of just becoming the same thing. Like mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok are more or less functionally just very similar together, yes. at this point to a certain extent with the introduction of Facebook shorts and YouTube shorts. Mm. Like short form content is such a 
hot thing at the moment. It's True. such a hot commodity at the moment. And like it, 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 it can be cross-posted across all platforms. So if you put something up on Instagram, you can also put the same thing up on TikTok, put yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. up on Facebook, True, put True, the True. same thing up on YouTube, and like increase your reach and all of that. And like... I don't know. I, I just think like the the ability to kind of like have a thought and then execute that thought and turn it into a thing and have people see it and yeah. have people see it. It's it can come down to like five minutes at this point true, true, from true, like true. thought to execution. You can do that shit in five minutes or like a day, depending on how complex it is. And yeah, I don't know. Like at, at, at the same time, it also makes the field a lot more crowded. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna have a fighting chance if you're not active on that stuff because yeah. like that is pretty much the CV that everyone looks at now. Like I've noticed that no one really cares when you send them a PDF CV of like these mm-hmm. are my roles, these are some pictures of me on stage. They don't really give a shit. Yeah, like because that can be from anything anywhere. What they want to see is like your social media, like how you portray yourself, like the. Uh, depending on the job sometimes they care about your social media engagement but if it's like a legit enough job they don't care how many followers you have they don't care what the engagement is they just want to see like who you are and like your social media tells a lot more of that than like a cv does that's fair yeah that's a good way okay that's the one that that's the one thing you said that made that made me like actually really really consider becoming more active on social media because the first thing you're talking about like oh they want to see your engagement stuff i'm not interested in those kind of that kind no, of no 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 but like but that's some jobs that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like some jobs Which that's, is good that's to help if, with the money yeah you know? that's if they're hiring you with the expectation that like, you're going to draw more people take in. our things and give it to people exactly like, but if you're stuff. talking more about like a role in a tv yeah, show or whatever yeah. like they 100 percent go through all your social media to yeah, just kind sure. of like get a sense of like what can this person look like mm-hmm. how does this person portray himself or herself in real life like how, how what does this person sound like true all of these tiny little things of just like getting a better sense of a person think of it from the the casting person's job it is significantly easier to just open your phone go on instagram check this person out as oh, opposed this person to looks like a person yeah as opposed to going thing. to their email downloading the fucking pdf like going through this thing sending it to all of their casting people for sure yeah it's just much easier for them to go to instagram or whatever and just go like oh that's the person's face understood sure because that's a lot of casting like uh, in case you were any of you guys out there are interested it rarely is about who you are it rarely is about like how amazing of a orator you are. <laughs> a lot of it comes down to do you look like the part, and do you look like the part next to the person that we already cast? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about that kind of shit, yeah, that's that's old, as old as time, right? It's not yeah. like you're not good enough. It's not because you're whatever. It's just yeah, just for it. Just it's not what it's not quite what they want. No worries, move yeah. on. A lot of times, it's like, do you look like the thing that we envisioned when we wrote this thing? Yeah. And unless you can blow their minds in a personal audition or something, it almost is definitely going to be based off a very superficial one-second look of, at your face. And social media, like, allows you to present a lot of those looks. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 no, I feel you. I feel you. It's, okay. yeah. Like, like it's, it's just, it's, it's, I don't think it's like a, uh, how do you put it? Like, for me, I know for a fact that that's just true. When I'm less active on social media, I get less jobs. When I'm more active on social media, I get more jobs. That's kind of just how the industry, unfortunately, works. Yeah. I'm not saying that you need social media to be a successful artist. There are tons of people that are successful artists without social media. But it also depends on what kind of artist you want to be. Because when you're an actor, chances are you can really only get work when you kind of glom onto someone else's, like, you know, project. script, yeah. project, uh, TV show, movie, whatever it is. Um, 
it's very different from like when you're a musician you know like for example yeah. like frank ocean didn't have instagram for like the first five years of his career really? he did just fine he had an instagram but he it was private right and like he didn't tell anybody about it right he just kind of compiled it and then on year six he just made it public <laughs> That's so funny. It was interesting because then, like, like people were basically just looking at all the things like that a, he posted. Like a time capsule, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't need social media to succeed. But it is like it's you know it significantly increases your chances, and it's free. So no, why I, the I, fuck I, not? And also, I've, I mean, I had that thought. I was going here. It's like, man, I feel like I don't exist <laughs> because I'm so inactive on social media. That is also a huge part like, of it. From an outside point of view, it's like people just don't know that I'm doing stuff. No, that's like, a massive part know. of it. Because like, I mean, especially once, you know, the metaverse comes in and all of our worlds become significantly more digital. No, honestly, I haven't really been following that. So is Facebook not called Facebook anymore? What the fuck is Meta? I don't even understand Facebook what is. is still called Facebook, but the company that owns it is now called Meta. Who cares? Why do people care? I don't know. Why did, why, like, why did people care when Apple became Alphabet? Did people care? Yeah, they cared enough to write news articles about Fair it, enough, but no yeah. one really cares. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, like the whole digital presence thing. You know, we can sit around and cry about how, like, oh, it's not how the world. You know, it's so sad how it, things change. But you know, things have changed. Yeah. So like, why not like change along with it? Go with the flow. Yeah. Like I try as much as possible like these days to just not get curmudgeonly about anything. Mm-hmm. Like me too, to, me too, me too. to not like see change as like a thing that is scary or bad. Especially when you're in the entertainment scene, it's it's hundred percent something that you need to embrace. You don't need to do exactly what other people are doing, but yeah. that's the beauty of art. You reinterpret. That is true. Like you know what I mean. I think I need like a social media boot camp. I just j- don't know how to do things. Like every time I make a post, I'm like, what the? F- Why is this thing moving? Why, just how play do I around put this with text? it. I know, I know, I know. Just play around with it. Like I play around with it all the time. I'm posting up videos that like are not even like aesthetically hundred percent what I want them yeah. to be. But like it's good enough. <laughs> I feel you, dog. I feel Especially you. because content is so disposable nowadays. Like you can put like a whole like fucking Denny Villeneuve put like God knows how many years into Dune and like <laughs> no one talks about it anymore. Or like that's that's an unfair statement. Yes, but you know, yeah. <laughs> also not true. But yes, I feel you. I feel but you. but yeah. it's more so like it's the, the the cycles are so quick nowadays that yeah. everyone's gonna give a shit for like a, a hot second and then quickly just go on to the next thing. So. I'm not saying that quality is not important. Of course, quality is important. It's just that, like, it's no longer about making, like, the most perfect thing that, like, is the most perfect. And unless it's perfect, it has to go out. Like, I feel like a lot of it is about play. A lot Mm, of it is about trying to kind of figure out where you exist and where the audience exists and like how to find that space in between that kind of makes both sides happy. I think this is, maybe this is the time, Nathan, because, like, I mean, generally, I have a lot of things to promote right now. I have not been doing my share of promoting stuff that I'm a part of. Yeah, there's like four shows I need to like pr- promote, but I've been like not good about that. Right. So maybe now's the time. Maybe this what I always refer to as my reflective period, right? The period between my birthday and the new year. Yeah. Because my birthday's on the 25th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Always that time I get very refl- reflective of like, where a, I am. You don't even have to like promote promote because like you know it's it can also be a bit cringy if someone's just like constantly shilling out their shit. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like if you have a funny idea. Figure out how to like turn it into something oh, with just funny ideas with time. just you and your phone. Like so many people do that, and like it always blows my mind. Like there's just so much creativity out there. True. And yeah, like for me, I know for a fact that my relationship with social media can come down straight up to laziness. Mm. Like it just comes straight up to like I I don't feel like doing it because yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's going to like 
take up a bunch of time or whatever that like I don't want to dedicate to it. Like it's 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 weird because the benefits far outweigh the trouble that it takes to fucking make a thing. Like it takes very little effort most times <laughs> when I actually do the thing. Yeah. That, and that is that that like every time I do the thing I'm like why didn't I just do it before? Because you know, it's not fucking rocket science. Like we like we we are performers. We have the base talent to be able to execute the thing that we want to do. Yeah. It's more just like packaging it at this point. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the shallowness of it that gives me second thought or whatever, but it's really not that difficult. Like it's it's just about putting yourself out there and yeah. and and trusting that you're doing something that is pushing yourself in the right direction. Yeah. It is kind of like fuck i'm like an old soul <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i got that gen x or half quarterness of me that's just like uh i'd rather do like more tra- quote-unquote traditional things i'd rather be i'd rather commit my energy to, to making a stage show or doing improv or 100 percent. and I, yeah you, like I, you said I, change with the times right 100 percent. and i get that it's just that nowadays you you're kind of expected to be able to do both Mm-hmm. Like straight up, like Lin Manuel Miranda, he wrote an amazing fucking musical on a Broadway stage yeah. that is revolutionary. He is Literally. also extremely active on Twitter. Fair. He's also extremely active on Twitter, very creative on Twitter, and how he engages his audiences. That's his platform of choice. He doesn't really do much on TikTok, I don't think. Um, Will Smith does. He also does <laughs> movies. He does full on like fucking just pursuit of happiness style movies now, and like he's still figuring out how to create content on social media. It's just that nowadays you're kind of expected to be able to do both. But and I know that sounds scary, but it's more so like you can do both. Yeah, like you you're not you're not stuck to any one thing. Like the world exists on so many platforms now, and especially if the end goal is to get more jobs or if the end goal is to get spotted by some person and like get cast for something like you, you just they're not going to come to singapore well, and watch your fucking show in it, like it, the in like the shop house of some random place that's just not going to happen and no it, matter it, how hard you promote it and it is the old adage right of like when you're an actor getting to perform is not is not work that's not work that's the reward the work is going to auditions and doing this and that and yeah. i guess yeah you would throw in social media in that kind of uh was it paradigm? I guess as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like you. it's it's just the way the world works now. Like when I'm more active on social media, suddenly like it feels like the world is opening up to me. Mm. And when I'm inactive on social media because of my own depression or my own kind of like <laughs> shit that I'm caught up in, like that's when I start to feel like I don't exist. That's yeah. when I and and, and don't get me wrong, Sad. that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. And like that's a whole other thing that I need to kind of but reconcile it's just, with. It's, but it's a sense of perspective, right? It yeah. is you know, I mean that's like a whole other thing that I have to reconcile with. But right now, brass tax is when I'm active on social media, I get work which gives me money, which enables me to do other things yeah. that can bring my life happiness or g- bring happiness to other people's lives, as opposed to me being depressed and not posting on social media, and then people forget I exist, and then I get no jobs, and then I wonder why no one cares about me anymore. And it's like a whole fucking thing. It's, you know? thing. it's an unfortunate circumstance of the world that we live in right now because there's so much shit no kidding. that like, unless it's on your phone, it kind of doesn't really matter i'm not saying that 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 real life experiences real life theater in-person experiences aren't still extremely powerful it's just that how the fuck are you going to pull someone away from their phone to come to that thing that's why no one really cares about the uyghurs you know what i mean because none of them are posting (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) 
All right. On that note, I have to pee. <laughs> they are posting though. Like they're the, not allowed to. Uh, yeah, but there's been a lot of uh, loopholes that they've crossed. Like I remember there was this huge thing where a bunch of the women were basically putting up these very cryptic posts about um, like who's been taken from their families, Jesus. and they would just they would just have a static video, uh, put their phone there, and it's just of them crying not saying anything, uh. just kind of looking sad in front of the camera in whatever state they're in, and then just emojis, like emojis of like a man and then a boy and then a girl and then like an ex and things like that. Well, yeah. now I feel like an ignoramus. <laughs> but I really do have to pee though. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pause, pause it. Okay. we're back. PP time over. It was a good pee. I enjoyed myself. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know, as I was gone, I, you jumped onto your drum set and was just like kind of going off on mm-hmm. it. And that kind of just remind me, uh, and we talked about it a little bit. But like, Silk Sonic is fucking awesome. Yeah, like it was funny because I was waiting for the album to come out for so long, basically yeah. ever since they came out with "Leave the Door Open." Yeah, and they kind of just maybe I wasn't paying attention, but it just like all of a sudden it was like it's out. I'm like, ah, all seven songs, but still, <laughs> they've been they've been building up to it quite a lot. Yeah, again, man, social media. <laughs> Anderson Park and Bruno Mars have been like hyping it up for like the last two, three months or so. Like basically every other day saying like, oh, like, we can't wait for the album, can't wait for the album. Like five more days, four more days, three more days, all that stuff. So I've been like fucking primed. And they released a bunch of singles in between. Because after Leave the Door Open, they released Skate. Skate. And then they released Smoking Out the Window. Smoking Out the Window, yes. And then now they just dropped the whole album. And Half of them have been singles. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful album. It's so fun. It's really, really fun. Uh, I haven't listened to it enough, so I'm still like to me. It's still those three uh, less smoking out the window. That seems I didn't really listen to that much, but like, yeah, I think Skate's my favorite song on the album. Not seven seven seven. See, I don't know that one yet. I've only listened to the album like twice. Or uh, what's that one? Um, I just wanna be. Is that the one? Like, let me spell it out for you. F L Y fly. That one. I think so. That's fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like it's it's just like good good times, good party. It's times very good times. Around. I like that it's just funny. Like some of it, I feel like they're just they're literally trying to make comedy songs. Like was it like help me tight and scream Hercules, Hercules? Mm-hmm. Like they just quoted fucking Nutty Professor. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. There's just a lot of fun in it. You know, it's just, there's just a lot of like. I think it's an appropriate time to release like a very celebratory album. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Especially with like the world opening up a bit more. I mean, the U.S. is significantly more open than we are, but you know, parties are coming back. Yeah. Like people are getting back together. Yeah. It's like a nice time to drop something like that. Yeah, it's so they're so dumb. Like they're just like smoking cigarettes, but not really smoking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> they're stupid. It's funny, man. Yeah. Oh, it's very enjoyable. So what what else have you been um, up to besides like having COVID? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, binging. I've been binging. Nathan, I have found a show that is at so bad that it's good, uh-huh. and also at the exact same time so good that it's good. Mm. It's an incredible achievement. Nathan, have you ever heard of the Paramount Plus show called Yellowstone? No. Starring Kevin Costner. No. Now entering its fourth season on Paramount <laughs> Plus. What? <laughs> no. Nathan, legit. This might be one of the biggest shows. In America, and no one has heard about it. You know why? It's an incredibly Republican show, right? Incredibly, it's like a red show. Like it, this show 
has like no gays. That's <laughs> <laughs> like this is Trump's America. It's, oh God, it's it's okay. So. Yellowstone. Let me read the thing. Oscar and Emmy winner Kevin Costner it. is the marquee attraction of the ensemble cast in this drama series. Did you see who the writer is? St- well, keep going, keep going. Starring as the patriarch of a powerful, complicated family of ranchers. Six-generation homesteader and devoted father John Dutton controls the largest contiguous ranch in the United yeah, States. They breed cows. He operates in a corrupt world where politicians are compromised by influential oil and lumber corporations and land grabs and make how? developers billions. Amid shifting alliances, unsolved murders? Yep. <laughs> Open wounds. So many murders. <laughs> Open wounds and hard-earned respect. Dutton's property is in constant conflict with those it borders. An expanding town, an Indian reservation. Oh, the Indians. And America's first national park. Oh, yep. so this is like Yellow set. National park. Is this like set in like the 50s or 60s? No, no, it's set in 2021. It's set in current day. Oh, then why is it? That's part of what makes it so cool. Oh, no, they're right, just saying right, right. Yellowstone was the first national Right, park. right, right. I thought they were like opening the park no, 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 or something. No. Um, did you see who's the writer? Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, which I think you're a big fan of, right? Um, remind me. He wrote Sicario, Hell or High Water, and wrote and directed Wind River. Uh, All three of those movies are fucking amazing. But he also is doing a show called Mayor of Kingstown, which confuses me because it has it? nothing to do with Mayor of Easttown. Wait, what? It, yeah, it has nothing is to do... Is it the same spelling? No. So there's a show... Because Mare of Easttown is M-E-R-E. Yeah, there's a show starring Rose... I mean, Kate Winslet. Um, <laughs> yes. So, Rose of Jack and Rose. Yeah, there's a show starring Kate Winslet called Mare, M-A-R-E. Like a horse. Of Easttown. East and there's now a new show starring Jeremy Renner called... Mayor? Mayor of Kingstown. I have not heard of those. Is it set in Jamaica? I have no idea, but they're not it's related Kingston. shows. They're not related shows, but it just made me wonder, like, is this like some kind of, is this like a, is this like a... It's just a coincidence. I don't know if it is. It feels like one of those, like, you know when Transformers comes out and then inevitably there's going to be like a weird, like... Transmuters. Car robot movie <laughs> that comes out from, like, China or some shit. <laughs> like, this feels like that, but... I don't... I don't th- well, they're homonyms, one... Yeah. And also, Maravishan, which is apparently I hear as much good about it as bad. But is it about is it about horses? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't seen either of those shows. But I just thought it was interesting that two shows came out with very similar sounding names and had nothing to do with each other. But it couldn't have been a coincidence because Mayor of Easttown was such a was such a successful TV show. Hmm. Like, so maybe that's what you need nowadays to like stand out and just kind of do stupid shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tell me anyway, more about Yellowstone. I got tons of time for. Uh, of uh, Taylor Sheridan, he's great. Basically, what you read is it. It's a, it's a oil and murder, very much cows and murder, horses and murder. Okay, it's like a modern day western, which is Taylor Sheridan's whole oeuvre, right? Yeah. Everything Sicario yeah. is like a western in Mexico, present day Mexico. Fucking uh, Wind River is like a, a, a western in like this the cold parts. It's it's all very good. Sicario one and two like biggest drop in quality ever. I would say so. <laughs> except for, no, except for Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. No, nah, I think Sicario one and two is a bigger drop. Really? Because you saw the Last Skywalker one coming like from a mile away. Yeah, like it was kind of telegraphed. If anything, God, I but, barely even remember anything from Sicario two. Day of the Soldado. I don't remember a damn but thing. Sicario one will stick with me forever. Yes. Anyway, uh, so yes. Anyway, this fucking show is ridiculous. It's just like, yeah, Kevin Costner is just Kevin Costner. He's doing his thing. And he's got like four kids, five kids. 
and they're all like trying to take care of this ranch. They're all fucking crazy. Everyone's killing everyone. It's it's like Secession meets Breaking Bad meets just fucking John Wayne westerns, and it's it's so dumb. Like some of the dialogue, some of the things they say is like, who the fuck talks like this? Right. But then like the storylines are compelling. And and just like all my favorite stuff, it's just a peek into a world I know nothing about. Right. So now, near the top of my places I want to visit is Montana. Okay. I just want to see the big sky country. Right. I want to live in a ranch, but one that has Wi-Fi. But you um, say it's like a very Republican show. Like, how, yeah. how so? Because it seems to be like... like, like Just the subject matter and It the seems like there's an agenda against oil and all those things. Not re- actually, oil doesn't really play a big part in the show at all. I'm not sure why that's in the description. Okay. It's not really there. It's basically about a guy defending his fucking ranch. Got it. From people who want to build stuff. Who Get on my property. And like the shit, the crazy fucking criminals and stuff they'll do to do it. Right. I, I don't think anyone else would really, really enjoy the show. Right. But I am binging it. And I, I, I was watching it right before I came here. I kind of can't wait to go back and watch it more. It's just so uh, numbingly uh, addicting. Right. And the season four just premiered. It came out with like 11 million viewers, which in today's numbers is massive. It's yeah. bigger than anything. But we never hear about it because they're all fucking red staters who watch it. It's, <laughs> and like old men who watch it. So it's a very uncool show in that sense. Yeah. But it is a great show. Right. Really good acting. Really interesting topics. Funny. Um thrilling really well acted it's it's great i'm genuinely curious because like just looking at the poster and the synopsis i am not interested in this like don't do i don't also (laughs) the pilot is fucking like it it feels like a small movie but it's like yeah it doesn't like any good show like any show right it doesn't pick up until later on but the first one i was like what the fuck the pilot which is a two-part i'm just like i don't know what's happening i don't give a shit i don't know then i kind of just had it on the background and all of a sudden like i found myself focusing on it and then like now i'm like next episode next episode next episode it's so great right and it's just like it's just an you know what it is too it's very 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 escapism Mm. because everything about the show is like the opposite of my life Mm. like i look at that show and i look at the vistas they shoot and like the scenes i'm like there's no one there Right in all that land, there's just no one there. Yeah, it's very opposite to Singapore. It's like a lot of it is shot in like winter time, so it's very cold. Right, and like it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's such a, it's so lovingly. If anyone out there, I don't think there is anyone, but if anyone there watches Yellowstone, hit me up on Instagram. Let's talk about it. I want to chat. <laughs> hit us up at at Good Hang Podcast. Yeah, I'm 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 specifically curious about this whole like Republican angle of like because I don't know what that could mean. But also, like, I'm, I I might be starting to turn the corner on the whole red versus blue thing, like, yep. because, like, you start to understand as as I'm getting older, you start to see that there really is a narrative being written out by both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the blue constantly vilifying the red, and, and vice versa, and, and this same vice versa. But really, it's like not super useful in any way not because at all. Like, you really wonder, like, for example, states like California. Yeah, completely blue state. Yeah, they can do whatever the fuck they want without much kind of like pushback. Yeah, right. So why is it such a fucking mess over there? <laughs> like, why is California like so poorly run? Like, why is this the city of Los Angeles like a basically like a slum town <laughs> with like bits and pieces of nice parts here and there? I guess because it's just not that simple. You know what I mean? It's just not. I th- it's also a lot of like, and and th- I I kind of 
dove into this a bit, you can you you can dive into this too if you're a vaguely interested listener. Mm. Just look up on YouTube liberal hypocrisy, and they kind of break down the history of liberal hypocrisy and how they've kind of historically always vilified the other side as an excuse to why they can't get anything done, huh. even if they don't have any opposition, because that's kind of just it's easier than saying that you can't do your job. <laughs> like you know, you know what I think it is. I think people give a shit too much somehow, or like it's too bipolar, right? It's too no one's working together. There's no bipartisanship. It's really yeah. annoying. Like, yeah. But 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 the reason I bring it up because because I generally feel like, <laughs> I mean, it's such a niche thing to like study. But like in terms of like strictly television, obviously you make a show for an audience in mind. Yeah. And clearly along those lines will be stuff will be more just they just aren't by they're more conservative versus more liberal. Yeah. Um. Like I'm trying to think what else. Twenty four. Like the real yes, but like the real like apparently the biggest hits in like red state stuff is like stuff like NCIS. Oh yeah, they love their procedurals. Law right? and order. There's a reason why those things still go on. They for, went forever, for ages, yeah, yeah, because they get tons of people watching them, mostly in red states, which is you know it is what it is. But yeah, between that's why they love cops so much. Oh, they their lives matter. Um, Yellowstone and SEAL Team. Yeah, those are the two things I watch that are like, yep, this is not not for my political leanings, but I enjoy them very much. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's such a, it's the Taylor Sheridan touch, right? Where it is just like it's like melodramatic. It really has like a real Western feel. Mm. Um the things that people do in the show are are outrageous. But I it's just very fun. I enjoy it. Yellow, Yellowstone. John recommends it. Cool. Well you, you brought up succession earlier, and that's what I've been watching. Um I'm so not into the newest season. I'm not sure why. There is I I have my theories, like mostly COVID related. COVID, yeah. It's just that COVID made things very difficult to shoot. Do, do you agree though? Like, is this is there a drop in quality in the season? Like, I just haven't watched the past the last, I think three episodes or two. I don't know if there's like necessarily a, dr- dr- uh, hmm, maybe it just feels different, right? Yeah, it definitely feels different. I I think a huge part of what made Succession so successful like, successful was just the opulence that they would display yeah. on screen and the near indifference that anybody had towards it. It really it it was like. It was like the third character of the show, of the show of like you know just the environments yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the sheer just like fucking fuck me money that they have. Yeah. This season they're shooting in a lot of offices, a lot yep, of boardrooms, a lot of apartments, <laughs> a lot of apartments, <laughs> hotel just, rooms. Yeah, that kind of. Situation. So it's the, like you know the characters are the same. The acting is still top notch. Yeah. The 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 dialogue is still great. It's just that like. It's no longer as magnetic also, in some way. They also took a really long break, right, between the last season. Yeah, and this because one. of COVID. Yeah, because of COVID, right? So yeah. I think just think they just like if I imagine if you binged it, it would feel different. But I'm like, what happened again? What did this guy do to the dad? And what's going? I'm like, I'm that's little, why that's yeah. what recap channels on YouTube are for, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like I just watched like for example, um, uh, Dexter just came. Oh out. my god, I love Dexter. <laughs> Dexter, Dexter just New came Blood out. is so fun. It's Dexter, only two episodes yeah. in, but Dexter New Blood just came out, I love and that's it. exactly what I, I just watched the recap of no, season one to seven. Th- that's the weird thing for me. I had to like double check. Okay, what happened to this? Who happened to this? Who knows what? But then like, but I just watched the first episode, and I was just like, oh, I feel like I've come home. Yeah, no, but like there, they, there is a pretty good season one to seven recap on YouTube that is about like 16, 17 minutes long. That's a good, time. and it goes yeah. through every season's major plot points. And like, I, I pretty much was transported back to like two thousand and eight or whenever it is was when I was watching that show, yeah. and I remembered everything. Like they just went through all the things in every single season, and then the moment I started the 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 reboot season or new blood or whatever uh-huh. whatever you want to call it the real ending or whatever um 
I felt completely caught up. Like, because I, I went from not barely recalling anything to just like you know, it's just there, right? It's just there. Um, I think. I mean, again, only two episodes in, maybe too early to call. But I think they're undoing one of the most biggest travesties in like television yeah. history. Yeah, because this the original series finale of Dexter was fucking awful. They upset. It upset a lot of people. But I must say that um, when I watched the recap video mm. and they and the guy just kind of put all the plot points next to each other, yeah, a lot of people in the comments agreed that like, oh, maybe the ending wasn't as bad as we thought. It was just the way it was presented. It was definitely the way it was. Presented. It was the way it was presented, and also the fact that you're waiting week to week for it, and like, but when you see it kind of all presented out there. The ending doesn't not make sense. I'll check out the but, recap again. But, but yeah, I just remember being very angry when it happened. I'm like, yeah, but I am curious how they're going to salvage like the, like a new ending because that's essentially what this is. This is kind of they didn't like have is to. It not, is it? Well, I, don't, I haven't looked into it, but like, is it just a one and done season? Is very it, much. It's okay, a, it's, so they're not. I, like, I really think not an this, ongoing thing. I think this is very much just for fans of the show to give them a better ending because it's I'm been it. it's been ten years since the show, and this clearly isn't a reboot. It's yeah. a continuation of 100%. the story. And like it's been ten years since the show, they don't expect people in this day and age of so much content to watch a fucking ten year old show, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven seasons of a ten year old show, just so they can catch up with this one single season. So this, I, I, I get the feeling that this is made for the fans who want a better ending. Yeah, and I can't wait because Dexter was one of like my favorite. Oh yeah, Same. it was just so like. It's weird because like when I was watching the recap video and I look back on it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look great. Like, sparse, like a lot of this show kind of looks like shit. Well, the way it was shot, yeah, it's not yeah, like it kind of looks like shit. But it's just that like at the time, because like we weren't getting insane yeah. quality yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. the same way how we do nowadays, it was perfectly fine. I mean, think about it. Dexter's contemporaries are like fucking. What would it be? Sopranos, Lost. Like that's it's from that era. Yeah. That's, that's a long time ago. Yeah, so, iconic opening sequence, Dexter. Yeah, yeah. With I, the eggs and the ketchup and the oh yeah I forgot, they don't they don't do that at all anymore I, yeah. for, I kind of forgot about that iconic opening sequence yeah. they they alluded a little bit to it in the first episode of like the hot sauce and the eggs and everything but um yeah, yeah I remember that yeah highly recommend if you've never seen Dexter uh, Michael C Hall is a snack he's so good um, and he doesn't look like he's aged ten years he doesn't seem no yeah yeah he's got them good jeans right back in the murder shirt yeah um. But yeah, highly recommend Dexter. Like maybe just watch like the first four seasons and then watch like the recap of the next three, <laughs> because it fall it drops in quality a little bit. And also like there's parts of the show that are definitely like dated, like their views towards women and all yeah, of that. For sure. I had a really weird experience watching the second episode. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one's it's not it's not really, it doesn't really spoil it. But okay. <clears throat> um, a friend of mine who I met when I took classes at UCB in New York. Uh, one of my classmates, he's an extra in the show. Yeah. And it's just weird watching him be like, hey, it's my friend. And then I'm like, oh, he's overacting. He's doing my, no. the, the, that thing where it's like overacting extra. I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really funny. Yeah, he, he's, he's like a student. He He's very obvious because there's one storyline where it just follows Harrison when he meets some students. Again, right. not spoiling anything. Yeah. But like he's the only non-white person. Right. He's, and he's the only one that doesn't talk. Right. <laughs> like that's my friend Tierre. Tier Diaz, but wouldn't crazy. you ham it up too? Though, if you had like an extra, if you were an extra on a show, okay, like that? I wouldn't because that's it's always my thing of like looking at overacting extras. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. Like, uh, oh, uh, you know what else I watched? I watched Shang Chi again. Oh my right. god, that movie, that shoot movie is fucking good. Yeah, but yeah, but there's this one actress on the bus where I'm just like, oh my god, make your eyes smaller. 
She's just like, oh, a guy with oh, right. a sword? Right. I thought, I thought that was an Asian joke. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was a white lady. Right. Who I'm pretty sure was a stunt actress. But it's just, yeah, overacting extras is my favorite thing to. It, it I just, love it. I love, I love watching extras uh, in movies, especially when they're hamming it up. But also, like, it's understandable, you know, which is why you don't, you generally shouldn't get actors as extras. Yeah. I yeah, feel. Extras, extras, yeah, yeah. Like generally, like the the less experienced you hire, like well, the it, better the, results you it, get. Not an uncanny value, but there's like a value of like how much you know of acting versus like yeah. Like if if you know nothing, then you would probably be a pretty good extra. If you yeah. know a little bit, you'd probably be like a shit extra. It's wild. It's wild how acting kind of works that way. Like where if you are starting out, you are going to be significantly worse than someone that has absolutely no prior it's knowledge. It's weird that way, yeah. I remember when I did my first uh, short film kind of thing, mm-hmm. the person that was acting opposite, he had never acted in his life. Huh. And he was killing it! <laughs> like, he, like, I would watch him in the dailies and be like, he looks believable. I look like I'm fucking acting. Yeah. Because, like, I'm trying something here that is just not translating onto the screen. Meanwhile, this guy is just, like, memorizing and saying out his lines, and yeah, it yeah. just sounds natural. It just is, right? I mean, that also goes down to casting. It's like extremely just, annoying. It's ext- Because then you the, you have to kind of... That well, beginner stage lasts so long, yeah. and you have to climb up such a huge hill to get past that point where it no longer feels like you're acting That's and that's, that's exactly what it is, right? It is yeah. like a hill, a valley, however you want to put it. But there is a point where it's just like... You have to learn everything, then you have to forget it all and just be norm- natural. It's, yeah. just, it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. Or you could don't know nothing and just be natural. Yeah. But then you're super limited. Like that's then, why you have you like know. fucking like kid actors that win Oscars and shit and like, then disappear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angel Osment, anyone? Poor kid. He didn't disappear. He's still doing things. Um, what like, was he in? He's he, doing lots he of had niche a things big nowadays. Beard. He was short. What was he in? He was in a show recently. Anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, like 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 you see like your Dakota Fannings and sure. And your Abigail Breslin's. And what is it like to have Dakota to be Dakota Fanning and all of a sudden L Fanning comes along? What is it like to be Mary Kate and actually Olsen and then Elizabeth? Olsen <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's like it's like I'm in the shadows. I'm in the shadows. I'm learning. I'm learning. And then now I'm the biggest thing. Fuck you. But I would argue that with Mary Kate and Ashley's uh, uh, situation, like it wasn't like they were like they 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 weren't like slouches or anything they were the most famous children in the world at one point aren't they like billionaires too from some random company like they had their time you know like they had their time in the sun and now it's their sister's time but surely at some point they were like i would like to be a very very good actress and do really really interesting projects and that's what their (laughs) sister is doing (laughs) fucking scarlet witch yeah yeah i don't know yeah i don't know I, I, i never really saw either of them as actors yeah not necessarily maybe like arguably new york minute was their finest Acting job. What's that one again? It's that like was the Steve last, Gutenberg. It's like the last movie they did. Oh, <laughs> never mind. No idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I know that, but I used to be a Mary Kate and Ashley fan. Um, like once upon a time, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> what, what teenage boy didn't have a crush on them to so, uh, some extent? Oh yeah. Before they start, before they started looking like waif, kind of like disappearing yeah they just kind of look like they were being drowned in their clothes no judgment or anything it was just strange I think I'm the same age as them I think they're 85 as well anyway yeah crazy times (laughs) Dexter check it out yeah Um, but other than that a show that I have started watching that was kind of like I, I I've been I've been doing a lot of like like back catalog watching mm-hmm. of like things that I had put on my list ages ago but never got to. It's clearing it off, yeah. Yeah. So recently, um two things. The platform. Okay. That movie Spanish? The no. Spanish movie yeah. um about 
like society and all that. A lift um, that brings food down to different levels. Blah blah blah. blah. Have, you seen, have you seen it? Uh, no. It's a very like. It feels a bit like a short film uh-huh. that was expanded very slightly. Is that literally what it is? Wasn't it? I was guess. Like, uh, yeah. It's only 90 minutes. It's a very quick watch. Mm. Um, no, I mean, a general, isn't there a short film version of it? Or am I making probably. It? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. But it feels like one of those things where it's like a very simple concept that it yep. kind of just fleshed out a bit. That, the concept in a nutshell is what? It's like there are X amount of stories in this. Floors. Yeah. Floors of a building. There are X amount not, of not floors like, in this yeah. building. Story um, about stories. There is a. It's a square building. There's a hole that goes all the way down through it, and a some kind of floating lift co- goes down. It yeah. goes down the the multiple stories of this building. It starts out with a whole bunch of food, and it pretty much just goes down, 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 people down, down. down, down. It, take, people pick at it and keep going. And piss the, on it, right? And the lower it gets, the less food there is, and most people just kind of like go at it, you know, yeah, yeah. because. Uh, and and also um, every month the people shuffle floors. Yeah, yeah. So every month they shuffle floors randomly, um, and that's what it is. It's a social it's commentary of some kind, right? Super. Like I'll it's it's, it's, it's a little bit too. on the nose at some points, but it's right. kind of like satisfyingly on the nose. Like when they present an idea that is like a very obvious one of like how society works, but they present it in like this very visual way. There's something right. satisfying about that. It's I like, thought it was. Ah. That's a super pack or something like something that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the oil industry. Yeah, something like that. I okay. thought it was cool. Um, what I did find distracting was that the characters' names were like Indonesian words. Hmm? Like Goreng. And Weird. Turimakasi. What? And Imori. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a little strange. Like they had like, in, like their names were Indonesian words. Then I found that a little bit like, why? Is there a significance? Eh, whatever. I'm it's not going right. to think about Is it, it. Just, You think it's a coincidence? It's, it couldn't be a coincidence, right? It's... No, no, I googled ones. it and like people were like, "Why?" And then no one had an explanation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I watched the platform. Cool, short little movie. If you're looking for like a movie night thing to kind of get into, that's also going to make you think it's about on, society. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, it and also Wild Wild Country. The that's a documentary. Right? The documentary yeah, series yeah, yeah. about a cult about um, uh, Osho, the religious leader. Yeah, um, I heard it was good. I've never watched it though. It's a it's a wild story. It's really a truly wild story. I kind of... Not a wild, wild story? It's wild and wild. <laughs> like, before Tiger King Season 2 comes out and everyone starts That's talking crazy. about that, um, I think you should check out Wild Wild Country and maybe we can talk about it. It's yeah, going to sure. be two years past its due, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But um, I just found it to be fascinating because, it, like, what the idea that I had of it was that it was a story about a bunch of hippies taking over a town and, like because of like previous things like Waco County and like drinking the Kool-Aid and all of yeah, that, people yeah, yeah. were very uh, tentative about cults and all of that stuff. And they saw this as a cult. You should always be tentative about cults, but yes. Yeah. They saw this thing as a cult that was taking over their, their, their <clears throat> town and chaos ensued. That was the basic story that I thought that was what it was. But then I started watching it and then I started to realize like, Oh, but I kind of have a feeling that a lot of the, Locals rejection of these people stems from like race mm-hmm. because a lot of these people were like darker skin right. they like were not of and everyone protesting was just old white people it's pretty in Texas, much right no uh oregon ah um oh, okay yeah, and it was just it was just a bit like you know it, like the whole time I'm watching it there's a lot of like you know the more things change the more they stay the same sure, kind of feelings sure, happening because sure. it's set when, when, when did the events happen like the 70s 80s yeah and there's just a, because at some point 
not a spoiler or anything because it's just things that happened already. <laughs> but like at some point, the commune starts to accept homeless people mm-hmm. very openly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, here, here's a place to stay. Here's food. Here is shelter. Here is like joy and all that because they were making money as well. They weren't one of those like hippie cults that, that, that was just about peace and love. Yeah, they yeah. were very much also about free market, selling merch, selling like clothes and sure, all that. Sure, they sure. had their own marketplace system. Mm-hmm. So they had money and they used this money and they redirected it to also give back to people. And they had like a huge homeless population. And that eventually became the tipping point of a lot of people going like, you know, get these people out of here. Ah. So like it's, it's, a very, nice. it's a very fascinating story because both sides had a certain level of chaos to them. Right. And I'm I'm still waiting to see how it unfolds. I'm not done with it you yet. Finished yet. I'm taking my time. Um, but it's a, it's I mean, a, that's been on my list as well. Yeah, both those in platform and wild country. It's just a fascinating story, and also like it just constantly makes me wonder of like, will I ever fall for a cult? <laughs> you know, like I'd like to think I wouldn't because like we know what cults are, right? But yeah. also like you would also think that these people that eventually join these cults also know what cults are. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is between a cult and like a suicide cult. Like I'm pretty sure I'm uh, improv as a cult. Yeah. No, no. This wild, wild country. This this Osho thing was not a suicidal cult. Yeah. Like, he but like is, a real destructive, like kind of like he is still a popular philosopher. Uh, what do you call it? Religious leader of some sort. Still this day, he's still like he's dead already. But you know, his books still sell. His sure. philosophies still sell. If you go to YouTube, you can find tons of talks that people like you know based their entire life philosophies on. Still. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It, I'll check it. It just seemed like one of like it just made me really wonder like will I ever find myself in this situation where like I'm blind to like like what I'm following, like mm. because a lot of these people seem very level headed and very logical and very similar life philosophy to like artists and myself, you know. Feel that, and it's like, yeah. It, it it just gave me a new perspective because a lot of the documentaries that I generally watch about cults, it's like immediately like, yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. Like, they're nuts. Of course, they're nuts. They're crazy people. Like I'm just Easy watching crazy people doing crazy things. But with this one, it's like, this looks like a cult that I could have like like, fun cult. potentially have joined yeah. if if I bumped into it during the right time, you know? Like a cool cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much. Is it, wasn't there a documentary that came out about Alison Mack and her whole deal? With Scientology? Was it Scientology? Was it something Mormons? else? Mormons. Wasn't it like its own thing? Isn't that Alison Mack again from Smallville? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I vaguely recall this. I'm pretty sure it was either Scientology or something like that. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, called Nix. Nix. No, Nexum. Nexum. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did hear about that. I I forgot about the story though. Just too many things are happening now. So many cults. <laughs> so many. So little time. So many cults. We should start a cult. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work, though. Probably have to use social media. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a trippy little documentary series if you haven't seen it yet. It's just changing my perspective a little bit on, like, the formation of cults, the, perp- the, 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 the perpetuation of cults, and, like, how it, it, it eventually gets out of hand. Like... A lot of it is just people trying to look for a happy life, you know, trying to find their place in the world. And, like, it's, it's, yeah. It just presented it as a very understandable situation, like, being in a cult. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to think that people, like, 
normal people fall for cults. Normal people fall for everything. So yeah. it's like it's very easy to be dismissive of it. But yeah. then when you when when like the way that they presented it, like you literally have these homeless people that felt completely disenfranchised sure. from like their existence and their country and their citizenship and everything. And then they found this cult and they finally found acceptance for the first time in their lives. But then all of a sudden people want to end this cult. So of course they feel more maligned than ever. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, yeah. all these shades of just like like hypocrisy and bigotry and racism and all these things that just makes this story really fucking fascinating. I'm, I, I regret not watching it earlier because it totally would have informed like my view of like, say all that cop shit that happened all those, like, you know, just, like last year and the year before with uh, George Floyd and like Trayvon Martin and all these other things. So like, you, you're saying that uh, you've seen it, you, you know why they, those guys deserve to die. Is that <laughs> No, it's just some very important context of like race relations in Mm, America mm, mm, mm. and how very little has changed and how like the media has not has also not been very kind towards it. And they're very much interested in just pushing their narrative. Right. You know, Okay. like it's wild, wild country. I will check it out. Yeah. You check it out, too, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just getting super cynical about like the news media narrative these days, just yeah, because yeah. it's becoming so much more transparent. Like yeah, yeah. this this current liberal shitting of Joe Rogan happening every other day. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, on one side I get it, on the other side it's also like he's kind of just opening his mind to every perspective. I it's, just think vitriol, no matter what, it gets tiring. Even like, believe it or not, I'm getting tired of people shitting on Kyle Rittenhouse. It's just like, yeah. That's a weird controversial thing to say, but it's just like, it's, it's it's the vitriol that I'm kind of annoyed at. I think that's also why I hate cancel culture, right? It's just so angry. It's just okay. Uh, I, I I I not that I'm saying that Kyle yeah, yeah, Rittenhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. did a good thing. No, no. Let, let me let me go into the uh, another story similar to this, and mm-hmm. let's leave Kyle Rittenhouse out of this because his situation is much more complicated. <laughs> but um, Travis Scott, do you yep. hear about that story? Yeah. About how um, eight people died at his concert, Astro from, like, World, from, yeah, mm. from like from like just asphyxiation, asphyxiation and like yeah, they got crushed, stampeding, yeah. and three hundred others injured, and a lot of people are extremely upset with him, essentially saying that he allowed this to happen mm. and that he ignored it happening, and then they're pulling out videos of 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 like him on stage doing his thing while the ambulance drives in while like there's an, while there's fair. ambulance and then they're also like carrying people uh, uh, unconscious people out <laughs> of like you know the crowd yeah. and some other like people shouting like stop the show and all of that and just general people just being super upset with him i don't completely understand like all the vitriol only because like and maybe this is just like a very specific perspective but i've mm. been on big stages i've been on big shows like that you can't really process what's happening outside of that stage right. like if i saw someone being carried out i might address like i might acknowledge it in my head but mm. like my assumption is that that person's drunk or like passed out or something yeah. my immediate assumption is not that they've died from it's, being trampled i mean this is a very sensitive topic it's, and it fucking sucks that people die that's really terrible yeah but like at the same time and like you have to take accountability you ha- it is it, at the end of the day the buck stops with him but it's like it's a Does very it shitty know? situation I, all I don't around. Know if it's it's not, my point is that I don't think there's one person to blame. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. there, but people are very comfortable with putting all the blame on Travis Scott. He's the face of it, yeah, it makes sense. But it's, yeah, it's, like it's kind of heartbreaking to see because I thought it was a fairly easily understandable situation that things just got crazy because you're at this 
rave-like concert, people died. It sucks. It's extremely unfortunate. But like, I would assume that people are smart enough to not think that it's the artist's fault. Mm. Like, sure, he's the reason why everyone's there. But like, they came on their own free will. They chose to mosh on their own free will. Yeah. They chose to be that rowdy on their own free will. Like, so maybe it's more the organizer's fault for not being able to control it. Maybe it's more like the the logistics people's fault for not being able to make clear that people had died. I don't know. I just Who knows, know. right? But that's why if when it goes to court, which I'm sure it is, right? Yeah. So that's we'll figure it out because it's about finding who's accountable. I ultimately. just don't know why people are so quick to completely shit on Travis Scott on this. Like I've, I watched a bunch of opinions and they're like literally saying that like he's the worst and that he's a monster. Yeah, it's because their anger he and their vitriol has to go somewhere. Like he let it happen. And it's like, how... I don't see how that conclusion could have been drawn. Yeah. And then they also bring his apology video into the whole thing and how it didn't feel like a genuine apology. apology, It's like, how do you expect the person to react? He showed up to do a show. He did a show. He's told later that eight kids have died at his show. I would not be able to physically process that. That he, he even that he even said anything because he felt the need to like be accountable. Because nowadays if you just keep silent, that's even like that's that's e- even more of like a a, a loose thread, right? Yeah. You want to be able to address it and, hold, to, and be yeah. accountable. And I thought he did do that. He didn't have the perfect response or anything, but also the, like he was just told an hour ago that people died while he was performing. Is that how soon after he made his video? It was pretty soon. Wow, I actually haven't seen it. It was pretty soon right after. And it was just like... I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's like... It's, it's sympathy like completely thrown out the window unless like, you know... I don't and here's the, here's the thing too, right? Because people died. It's, it's it's a very sensitive thing to talk about it, but it's like I don't expect the people who lost a loved one to forgive him, but the people who are kind of like an outside observers and just are, are that that's that's where I kind of question. Uh, but one thing that I, I've also found kind of interesting thing, and this is just from reading the news articles and reading the comments and stuff, is like yeah. a couple days ago, news broke about a kid who had died because. Like a like a nine year old kid, nine or ten, yeah. he was sitting on his dad's shoulders. His dad got pushed. Eventually, we got passed out. He, dad was ultimately fine, but his son died. And there were some people who were blaming the father. Like, mm. why would you bring to it? Like, why would you bring to an event? Let alone the fact that it was advertised as a family friendly event that it was supposed to be well taken care of, and you should be able to do things like that. Yeah. Um. But the fact that people were blaming the father, it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that guy just lost his son. He'll never be able to forgive himself. And like. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah, I mean, I wasn't there, but it's hard to say that it's his fault. But my point is, is that there's so much anger and so much vitriol. And people, it's so easy to have an opinion. You know, you just type a couple words into a fucking phone. We just shouldn't be allowed to have opinions anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I I think maybe we give too much weight to people's opinions, maybe. Oh, for sure. 100%. Probably as old as time as well. Yeah. I, I just found it personally shocking when I was like looking at the general response to like this mm. and I was really expecting like a bit more sympathy mm. because of just the general craziness of the situation. Like it's clearly not something anybody asked for. It's not something that anybody intentionally did. It was just the chaos of the moment. And like, I don't know. I just found his reaction. It wasn't the best reaction. It wasn't like the hundred percent most amazing thing you could have done at that moment. But it was an understandable reaction. You know, I didn't find it to be like evil or like misguided or anything. It was really mm. just he was on stage in the midst of like tens of thousands of people, adrenaline pumping, probably high off his mind on something. <laughs> like it's which, you know, doesn't really <laughs> it's not really a 
saving grace. Oh, but like, I mean, he is, he has full right to do that at his show. Like tons of people do, you know, like you are allowed to, to, to like, like smoke a bunch of weed before your show (laughs) or whatever, or take some pills or whatever. I mean, not in this country, but you know, like no one's going to stop you from doing that. Like him taking those drugs didn't lead to people dying. People being way too crazy led to people dying. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. I found all of his reactions to the situation to be understandable, very human, very much like how an average person would react to like something as insane as that happening. Yeah. Yet I see people piling on as to how he like was evil and like essentially let it happen and was just watching it happen. I was like, like that's that's uh. I just uh, I just don't get it. Sucks. it. I don't get it. Like I just want to like throw every one of those people onto a stage and let them feel that adrenaline <laughs> and that complete kind of like the lights in your eyes, white and, noise yeah. of everything else around that that happens the moment you, you step on stage and spotlights happen. Yeah, especially when you're like he was standing on this huge, really high platform yes. at the time as well. Now that said, uh, Reddit <clears throat> and social media were flooded with videos of other artists who like stopped the show and help people like Lincoln Park and. Uh, you see yeah. those videos? You yeah. get a lot of those? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's not an easy thing. Maybe those are exceptions to the rules, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the little even the little exposure I've had to be on stage, like the lights in your eyes, you, things are crazy, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's exceptional if you're able to notice that and stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Like, I don't know anything that happens in the audience when I'm performing on stage mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, unless, you know, like, it gets really, really, really crazy, but... To be fair, an ambulance driving in is pretty nuts. <laughs> A lot at these kind of festivals. I really? feel like it happens all the... Yeah, especially at these kind of festivals. Ambulances driving like, through the crowd, though? I'm not sure about that. But yeah. I know that ambulances showing up in general at these kind of yeah, like yeah, rave yeah, concerts yeah, yeah. is not uncommon. Yeah, and there's the whole thing like the show must go yeah, on. because there's a lot of alcohol and drugs being floated around in these kind of concerts. And so people like, will pass out. And yeah, so it's very much like a natural occurrence. It's yeah. like a very... It's not uncommon to see ambulances at a festival. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there should have been a producer in his ear telling They should have pulled him off stage. Something should have happened, but... I don't think he handled it the best, but yeah, I I think that people calling him evil and stuff is just that's too much. And I thought he handled it. Sad. He handled it in like a very like like it made sense to me. Yeah, you know, like I there's no good way to react to something this crazy. Yeah, there just isn't. There isn't like a perfect way. Well, to hopefully react it to leads this. to changes though, because that's the thing, right? Like sometimes when things like this happen, it gets kind of frustrating when anger outweighs the sympathy and the sadness. Yeah. But I guess it's anger because they don't want that to happen again. You know what I mean? If you're giving people who are getting really angry the benefit of the doubt, it's like they just don't want to see that happen again. And that's fair. Yeah. So as long as things change, yeah. Probably doesn't help that he also like did a big partnership with McDonald's. So like, I don't know, maybe some people see him as like an Uncle Tom or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All I, I, know, I only know him from his shoes, to be honest. I've, I don't think I've listened to a single Travis Scott song, but I've seen his shoes everywhere. There's sicko mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Is that a note to leave it on? Um, Kids dying? Probably not. Probably uh. <laughs> Well, I had a pretty nice weekend of like musical creation. Yeah, that's great. Um, did like a little mini performance of sorts. Nice. Um, it was just three nights back to back, three sets a night. Sweet. No plans. Just kind of like, I mean, like no set or anything. Just kind of like, like back to back improv, and like, where'd you do this at? Mm, just like around here, oh, um, fun. yeah. And it was just like you know, just like small little audiences here and there. But it was, it was like a really. Is it like a secret show? Oh yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was it was just like a really refreshing experience to be able to like do that again that's great man and like to feel the crowd because it was because there were no sets or no planned songs or anything it was very much based on like you know reflecting off the crowd's energy and figuring out how to like where to take the set um but yeah, like that was that was nice. I just can't wait for like real shows to come back with like proper crowds or anything. Yeah, like that's yeah, scary concept, especially now that you know, pe- like uh, th- <laughs> would be so scary if you got COVID. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm just like imagining someone getting trampled to death at a show. Oh, now. that's pretty bad too. <laughs> oh god! I, if there is one country that's safe from that, I'm pretty sure it's Singapore. <laughs> People just don't get excited enough to trample. Yeah, that is true. You can't even get them to fucking stand up off yeah. their seats. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah. Safest country in the world. There you go. There you go. Not going to have much fun, though. But there you go. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so until next week, um, we'll be back again. Uh, hopefully, neither of us will have COVID. Or hiccups. Or hiccups. Hey, they haven't come back since. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. Whole episode, none. Um, you know the cure. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I did. I forgot what I did. You just did a podcast. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I got to do every or time. Or the bridge all thing again. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Thank Thanks you so much. much for the love and support. Yeah, yeah. John's feeling better. I am. Thank you. Um, I I also secretly hope there isn't like a latent COVID. Who knows? Thing that 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 is now inside of me. Um, <laughs> for, from us being in the same room, I don't know. What the I took an art test is. yesterday and it was negative. If that helps at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I need to get a bunch more tests. I I've used up all of my. You, you got the ones from the government already. <laughs> um, like from the vending machines. No, you, they sent them. They sent them to your house. Oh no, I used those like ages ago. Th- th- there's a new batch, even. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Go buy some. <laughs> yeah, I need to go get a bunch. They're so expensive. Yeah, like, they're they're really they come out with cheaper ones, but for now, yeah, they're quite expensive. But peace of mind is is priceless. <sighs> We hope we brought you some peace of mind, listener. Yeah. It's not even like a real peace of mind because, like, you know, like you can test positive. I mean, you can test negative one day and test positive the next and nothing less, and nothing would have changed environmentally. Just go get your PCR test, dude. Just be like, hi, I have got a cough. <laughs> Stick it up my nose, daddy. Is there is the PCR test, like, does that just test if, like, there's any COVID in you at all, like, even historically? Not historically. Just active COVID. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't know curious yeah there's a hack for you if you have symptoms if you say you have if you have symptoms or you say you have symptoms ten dollars in singapore to take a pcr test okay assuming you're vaccinated yeah i'll look into that look into it yeah till then i'm also just scared because like the place that you go to to get a pcr test like that's probably like the most likely place that you get covid yeah than anything else anyway whatever Whatever. no more no no, more covid talk none of this shit thanks so much everybody (laughs) thank you so much and thank you for the hang. For the hang. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.